Hey, what's going on, good people? Welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report Podcast, the review edition. And because we are a week behind, this is going to be your colorful perspective into Zombieland, Maleficent, Dolomite is my name, and our in-depth review of The Lighthouse. As always, your favorite minorities are here. We're reporting for duty. We got myself, Raul. We got Kobe. And we got Shama. Actually, we got we got sexy Shama today with his sexy voice. You're gonna hear it in a second. And <laughs> and our <laughs> ooh, just a little, just a little preview right there. And we got joining us today, as always, a pleasure, Mr. Professor Horror over here, Ryan Terry himself. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, you guys. Thank you very much for inviting me to be on. It's always a pleasure to be here. And what's even better is we got to hang out IRL last week at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And we got to celebrate Raul's birthday at Texas Day Brazil, our favorite restaurant in the world. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Yeah, eternally 29. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, what's, what does it say about me when it took me a solid five seconds, five to ten seconds to figure out what IRL means? <laughs> that means that you're probably older than 29. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying though, I was like, IRL, what the hell does that like, mean? Where do we got to go, IRL? guys? IRL, is that a restaurant? What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is IRL? Uh, uh, I know that's not what we call Texas Day Brazil. <laughs> God, what's going on? Uh, I'll tell you what, man, that's probably what got, uh, what got uh, no, Shama with his uh, his struggles right now, man. He hasn't eaten that much in, uh, in, a, in a while. I mean, you can't help it. It just it just keeps coming at hours. you. I mean, the last time I had that many men bring their meat to the table, I was at a circle jerk at the university. <laughs> oh, no. You'll uh, always get one when Professor Horror guests on the Minorities <laughs> Report. He is always he's always he's a quick thinker with I that. I mean, I don't blame him. He's, to uh, be honest, with the films that we have lined up, um, I know one in particular. There's a um, <laughs> there's a lot of meat to be uh, to be talked about. Um, so, hey, wow. <laughs> with that being said, we're gonna move right into this, guys. But first. You guys, please consider giving the show a follow at mreportpod on Insta and Twitter. And would you mind subscribing to the website for any and all new content coming up? That's uh, mreportpod.com. And guys, we love seeing the emails coming through. Every once in a while we get those. And that's uh, mreportpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. First up here, moving in on the report. Because I did not get to see this movie. Mm. I'm going to let you guys real quick... Mm. Give me your opinions. <clears throat> I know, I know, I'm slacking. It was uh, it was a rough week, and uh, we did went down to Florida. We we're busy, so but you guys, everybody else, got to see this movie. So I'm gonna let you guys get into it real quick. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Uh, since Ryan is our guest today, I'm, as I think I think most of the times Ryan's our guest. We we let him get started real quick. So Ryan, 
I know you have a you have a different opinion, I think, than everybody else uh, that has seen it here. So what do you think, Mistress well, of Evil? It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, for, I well, think well, the problems quick, for with those this who movie. Don't know, real, real, real quick, for those who don't know, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, is a sequel uh, to Angelina Jolie's take. The fuck it is. Take. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. This is a, this is a long overdue sequel um, from five years ago, Maleficent, that came out in 2014. <laughs> that really kind of kicked off the live action Disney reimagining of their titles, and this was a reimagining of an iconic Disney horror. Well, Disney oh boy, movie we, villain. We reimagined everything it was, down it to was, the mythos. <laughs> it was an it, it was it was an iteration. This, yes, the word of the week, folks. A loose adaptation, interpretation of maybe sort of based on something we concocted before. Yeah, so I mean, this is supposed to be about Maleficent and her goddaughter Aurora begin to question the complex family ties that bind them as uh, they are She pulled. must have been going for that, you know, 12 minutes on screen, you know, Oscar-winning performance that Hopkins got in Science of the Lambs. Unfortunately, I don't think it worked out yeah. quite as well for Maleficent. All right, take the leash off, Ryan. Go! Go, Ryan! Go! Go, Ryan! Go! Well, no, I just think you can boil this entire movie down to should have been titled Ingress Queen of War because this movie is all about Michelle Pfeiffer's character, which I have no problem with. I love Michelle Pfeiffer. I love the fact that they paid homage to her to her legendary role as Catwoman by giving Ingress a pet cat. I, I, I absolutely love that. She stole the screen every time she was on, she was uh, stole the show every time she was on screen, but this is not about Maleficent, nor is she evil, and this is barely connected to the previous movie. We we practically throw everything out the window that we <laughs> learned in the previous movie, and it's it, just it, it, less it, funny, it, it, less clever, less creative, less romantic, and despite the wedding being at the center of the movie. You know, it doesn't, none of this makes any sense. So it was just kind of, it was okay. <laughs> now, here's my thing is Ingress. Which you uh, only get to hear uh, one time. Of, if you can't, if you miss her name yeah, that it, one time, you, it, she's just queen. The rest of the movie, yeah, so you, you gotta listen, listen for her name. <laughs> Ingress, mistress of war. Would that have sold as many tickets? No, of course not. Okay, so then that's the that's the thing. Uh, Colby, what do you think of this movie? Man? I got to be honest with you, I was slightly more favorable on it, only because I went in with my expectations very tempered. I didn't mind the first film at all. I thought it was fine. I'm oh, fine well, that's not the... up for a debate. We'll all agree. The first one is great. Yeah. No one's going to... Yeah. No, there, there, there's no argument there. We, we all like the first one. The first one is a solid movie. Yeah, and I think what this one is like, you know how sequels do that thing where they they do like the sequel thing. Where they, they suck? Well, not not all of them suck, but this one it tried to advance the story and kind of up the ante. But like what you said, it undoes a lot of everything that happened in the first film very early on, which made it seem like the first film was just like, oh, that, that really didn't matter. It was inconsequential. And I mean, they, they tried retconned to force... their own. They they retconned. <laughs> they've only had one, and they're already retconning it. <laughs> I mean, what, it's, what, it's, what it's is, so funny. They're like, well, you know, if somebody just says it, then that's we just have to believe it. 
<laughs> they, they said it really just plain as they like that. It's... Um, they, they recast Prince Philip out of nowhere, which I, I actually didn't mind Brendan Thwaites as Prince Philip. Um, he like, was this new one-dimensional. Right. I think yeah. it's, you can't really – you couldn't screw up that character because there's really <laughs> not – much I mean, there's not much to do to fuck it up yeah i love how i love how at the what, end of the I, movie though they kind of made it seem like he was the reason why everything came together oh the, my gosh <laughs> eye, eye rollingly wow. bad listen that i'll tell you what uh this you guys are discussing this for this film much more passionately than i expected <laughs> but now for a second for a second we do have to hush up a little bit so that we can hear shama's opinion on maleficent mistress of evil all right. Uh, uh, speak up, all, speak up there, Shama. I can't sent. hear you. Speak up. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't be mean to me. I agree with Ryan of what he said. I believe that Queen Ingress is like the main character for the movie. But if we named it Queen Ingress, uh, <laughs> it will not sell anything. First of all, I like the movie, uh, like visually. Um, it's really like well uh, like the cinematography and the graphics are really good like as expected not outstanding but they are good like enjoyable and entertaining and it's got more of, of a course, plot like, than the, the first White House. movie is much better yeah <laughs> the first one was much better but I have no problem with this one like it, it did what it was expected to do so I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it. I'm just like, I enjoyed my time there. It was really nice and entertaining, enjoyable. But, Shama, had you had to pay... Had you had to pay for it, would you then have still enjoyed it? Let's be fair here. Of course. Oh, you You would have? I always give excuses to any filmmaker because I understand that they are never intending to make a bad movie. I tell you what, and, Ryan today is much more instigatory than he normally is. And it's really enjoyable. I have no problem with the movie. Like the entire two hours, that's a little bit less than two hours, I was enjoying the movie. Well, I'm going to watch this movie. I am going to make an effort. And and it's, I'm disappointed when I'm hearing about it. But I, I it's funny because I didn't watch the first one until like two weeks ago. Um, and and I really yeah, really enjoyed good. it. I, like um, too. I am very disappointed that we don't see as much of Maleficent in this one because that's really the only reason I, I wanted to go see it because I enjoyed that character so much. But hey, I'll go see it anyway. I'll see what it is. Now I know what I'm walking into, so I'll probably enjoy it more than I would have if I had not gotten to hear everybody's opinion on this. So thanks. Real quick, let's go around and give uh, the three of you guys ratings. Ryan, what'd you rate this movie? Uh, out of five or ten. It's always, always 10. ten. Five makes no okay, sense. Okay, so out of ten, I give Maleficent a. Uh, I give it a five. Yeah, you sound like the grudge there for a second. <laughs> like the grudge a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gave, it, gave five? it a five. It's just you know five is average, so it is just it just okay. shoots straight down the middle. All right, Colby. Yep, on the Kobe Tommy scale, this is a six. Define slash okay movie. Okay. Shama. I give it a six point five. Oh, so we're not all that different. 
All right. So the cumulative rating is a 5.8. technically. Yeah, sounds about right. We'll leave it at there. All right. So moving on, Ryan's going to take a second, a seat real quick, because uh, we're going to talk about Dolomite is my name. He did not get a chance to watch the movie, but the rest of us did. So Dolomite is my name. Colby, can you give me a quick synopsis for this? Way down in the jungle deep, the badass lion stepped on the signifier monkey's feet. The monkey said, motherfucker, can't you see? Why are you standing on my goddamn feet? The lion said, I ain't heard a word you said. Said, if you say three more, I'll be stepping on your motherfucking head. Dolomite of my name <laughs> is the extra funny. It's, are you sure it's not Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, damn right. It's not. Do not confuse your <laughs> black people. I love the way you entered this. That was good. This is Eddie Murphy's portrays of real life legend Rudy Ray Moore. It is a he's a comedy and rap pioneer who proved naysayers wrong when his hilarious, obscene, kung fu fighting alter ego Dolomite became a 1970s black black exploitation phenomenon. <laughs> because Dolomite is my name, and fucking up motherfuckers is my motherfucking game. Eddie, it's starting everybody. Eddie Murphy, Craig Robinson, Mike Epps. Uh, Joy Divine Randolph. It's got Snoop Dogg. It's got Chris Rock. It's got Wesley Snipes. It's got Keegan Michael Key. It's got Titus Burgess. You name it. It's 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 an explosion of melanin on the screen. Yeah, because <laughs> it's I love of melanin. That. That's right. <laughs> I tell you what, I did not know this movie was based on a true story or a real person. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I, yeah, I would. I like. I want. I, yeah, I was thought, surprised when Raul said that. Yeah, I thought it was completely fictional. I've never heard of this human being in my life. And you, know, you know what's funny? Afterwards, I do remember hearing about it when I have watched documentaries about the the, the origins of hip hop and what people believe the origins of rap is. Um, and I was like, oh yes, I have heard that name because it has been discussed before. It's like he is one of the people attributed to being one of the the godfathers of of rap, but. Bef- like I wanted to this movie completely thinking this was 100% fictional and uh, when I when the, uh, the end came up the words you know it's, it's saying what happened to, do- to to the real Rudy Ray Moore and what he did and what he's been attributed with uh, I was like oh I was I was very surprised so um, Shama what did, what did you think of Dolomite is my name and I want to ask you first I'm curious first of all like uh, I saw the movie at uh, Film Fest 919 Mm-hmm. And um, I, when I, when I, before I went to watch the movie, I wasn't that like excited, you know. I thought like it would be an okay movie, but um, but I have to say it like it for me it's an excellent movie about like passion, dedication, and success. I was laughing from the first minute till the end of the movie, and I loved the performance from Eddie Murphy. It's a very strong coming back and. Uh, I enjoyed every second of him on the screen. Okay. I like it. Colby, what'd you think? So if you could tell by my passion intro, this movie started and it didn't take long for like my smile to just grow from like both my ears. Like seeing Eddie Murphy, who is top five, um, fully embody Rudy Ray Moore, a person who I've known of since I was a kid, because this is, 
Rudy Ray Moore and the characters in that time, during the late 60s and early 70s, these were like black superheroes to me in my household. So this this movie and what Eddie does with the script that the creators, they, they sought out Eddie Murphy. They said, we have to make this movie, not just to tell the story, but shape it around what Eddie can be able to do on screen. And it accentuates everything that makes Eddie Murphy one of the greatest entertainers of all time. And he's picture perfect as Rudy Ray Moore becoming Dolomite. This movie is fun. It's inspiring. His performance is relentless and it shows how resourceful Rudy Ray Moore is. And it's a biopic. It's about black exploitation. And it's a film that has a very unique commentary as well. Like, but I will say, this is a film that's not for everybody. I would kind of almost say that this is a reserved experience that's not for people who are sensitive, people who are prude. This has very specific comedic stylings that are vulgar. It's aggressive. It's offensive. It's unapologetically black. And that's the entire point, right? Like, it's a commentary that is very fitting for the 70s. And even now, talking about making films that are catered to a specific audience, um, there was a great line where uh, there was a producer who Rudy Ray Moore went to try to get money from. He's like, yo, that's great that you make like content for like the people in your neighborhood in these five blocks. And Rudy says, yo, we got them same five blocks in every neighborhood in America. And um, you can kind of see a little bit of that kind of same dichotomy with like uh, Tyler Perry and his Medea films and other, you know, styles of films that cater to specific audiences. I just... I loved it. I found that the, the production design is so cool. I love the aesthetic. Um, Ruth E. Carter, who won an Academy Award for her costume design in Black Panther, she's likely, she's, she's easily going to get nominated again for this film and could possibly win one more time. I love the entire music and I just love how black this cast was and it was great. It, it's an awesome movie. All right. Yeah, it was really good to see all these people together. Wesley Snipes, Chris Rock with Eddie Murphy. I did enjoy every second of this one. Yo, Wesley Snipes cracked me. Yo, he was so good. Uh, I, I, I thought was, his character was going to go someplace different, but it, it was refreshing to see. I liked it. Um, so, for me, Dolomite is my name. I enjoyed it. I don't stand as strongly as you guys do with this movie. Um, it didn't quite... It, like I, I was able to enjoy it all the way through. But, like, it, it didn't do for me what I was hoping it would do. Um, I remember, like, I really was expecting this to be a lot like, um, what is it, Black Dynamite? Is that what it was? Yeah. So, Black Dynamite is obviously a play off it's, of it's, it. It's, yeah, it's a lot different. It is it's very, very different. different. Honestly, Black, but, Diamond, Black Dynamite, I have, surprisingly enough, based on what I just said, I have it as a better film than Dolomite yes. is My Name. But it's for very specific reasons. Like, Black Dynamite appeals... Like, it's a well-made Dolomite movie. Like, and it is... Correct. I will tell you this. Correct. Correct. Black Dynamite is one of the funniest comedies I've ever watched. It's so it's so damn funny. Um, so, for me, I was walking into this expecting that, oh, okay. just more grounded. Yeah. And, and, right? And, like, it, it, it wasn't that. Right? And it was based in reality. So I was like, oh, okay. At the end, I was like, I guess it makes sense. And I, I really, really enjoyed the ending. And I think the ending made up a lot of the, the, the slowness and and what 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 lost me as far as like... The big part that lost me is the, the whole filmmaking process. Let me tell you something. It's very hard to make 
a film, a, a about movie, filmmaking. a movie that's about a movie making. Yeah, movie. yeah, that's interesting, and 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 that that whole section lost me. I think it was it was way longer than it needed I, to be. I agree with that. Like we saw, we saw way too much of the filmmaking process, and we could have gone through that a lot faster. Uh, and I think that 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 would have made everything tighter and and the funnier moments funnier and closer to each other. Um, I also wanted to see more of a more of a struggle from from uh, the Rudy Ray Moore character. Like I really wanted to see a stronger uh, a lower low so that we can see a stronger performance from Eddie Murphy. I really expected to just see something that blew me away. And though I believe his performance is really 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 great, like I didn't see anything that like just blew me out of the water like for me this is eddie murphy doing his best you know like doing what he does and what he does incredibly well but i really was expecting to see something completely different than i haven't seen him do before um and again like i said the ending is is very very strong for me and it made up a lot of what the rest of the movie lacked for me so moving on uh shama go ahead and give me a rating real quick man why give it an eight okay Eight as well. Okay, I'm giving it a seven, which rounds ours up to a seven point six six, which I think is a good score for this film. You guys agree? I do. Uh, yeah, I do. All right, guys, I like that. I like that. I like the conversation. They're wrapping up. Dolly Mind is my name. We're going moving on to a movie we all got to see. Shaw, come back. Uh, uh, Ryan, come back in. Come in. Quick, 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 quick. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Zombieland Double Tap. <laughs> wow. Let's kick some dick. What a reaction. <laughs> Let's nut up or shut up. <laughs> that's all we got out there then. Let's kick some dick. All right, so Ryan, since you since you did not watch the Olamata's Benny, you sat down that portion. We're going to let you go ahead and get us started real quick with Zombieland Double Tap. But first... We'll go ahead and give you guys, for those that don't know, this is a sequel following the first Zombieland 10 years ago, where Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock move to the American heartland. Heartland? Heartland? Heartland. Yeah. As heartland. they face off against evolved zombies, thank you, fellow survivors, and the growing pains of the snarky, of this snarky makes you family. As... I think everybody knows it's starring Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin, Zoe Deutsch, it's which Deutsch. like Deutsch. was Deutsch. whatever was so damn funny yes. in this movie. Uh, yo, yo, and D- Rosario Dawson, Luke Wilson got in there. Do I you like know it. who Zoe Deutsch's uh, name is? Leah no. Thompson. Yeah, I know. Yo, Leah Thompson was my earliest childhood crush. And the fact that something came from her loins that I'm crushing on now, it is, it was a spectacular feeling when I stumbled upon her in Vampire Academy all these years ago. And then finding out recently that she came from the same gene pool as Leah Thompson. My goodness gracious. Raul, do you even know who Leah Thompson is? <laughs> I do now because of the internet. <laughs> but like, yo, when you think about it, like you see her like, oh my God, that is, yo. I yo, can see it. Yeah, I like it. Oh my god, and how are the duck? Ah! All right, going back into Zombie Land Double Tap. Ryan, what what did what did you think of this uh long overdue sequel? Uh not to oversimplify it, but I can't summarize the movie in three words. Worth the wait. 
I absolutely loved every minute of the movie. And uh, whereas some sequels try to imitate their original, Double Tap functions as a hilarious companion piece to its predecessor. The plot's not as compelling. I don't think we're here to talk about, you know, these comparing these movies in terms of plot. Arguably, the first one has a better plot. It, it comments a lot more on isolation and uh, other uh, other social topics uh, and that this one doesn't do. But you know what this one? This one ranks so high for me on entertainment value. I had a fantastic time watching the movie. And I actually enjoyed it a little more than the first one. And believe me, uh, listeners, you probably have a shocked expression on your face. I was as shocked as you are yeah, right now. But if you love the chemistry between all the characters in the first one, you're going to be delighted to know that the characters are just as strong thanks to the original writers and the director. Um, it can't function as a standalone movie. It does require the other one in order to be best experienced. So that's why it's, it's a good companion piece mm -hmm. to the original and for a lot of the humor to work. But uh, there's demonstrable growth witnessed in our cast of characters. Uh, and so we, we believe that they've developed off screen over the last decade. I love all the new zombies, including the ones that evolved. Um, and it does a great job of driving the message home of the importance of family. Even when your family is makeshift, uh, the needs for love, acceptance, independence are all the same. And, you know, I highly recommend this for fans of the original, uh, but be sure to stay for those end credits featuring Bill Murray. This was uh, such a fun watch for me. I thoroughly enjoyed every moment, nonstop laughter, uh, great cast, including the annoying new cast that got killed off right away. Loved that part, too, because they would have dragged wow. down the movie. Spoiler. So, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I I really enjoyed it. I like it. Uh, I did not stay for those end credit scenes, so I'm going to have to go back and see it again, because I am going to go see it again. Oh, uh, yeah, you missed a lot. Yeah, I need to see it. I had to I had to get out of there quick because I had to get somewhere else, but uh, but I'm definitely going to go back and see that. Colby, what would you think of this, man? Yeah, so this was an interesting watch because I've never seen Zombieland, the first one, until a couple months ago. Um, and I think I explained before that... Where were you in 2000? I know. We were all in the same place in 2009, so we all should have seen this movie. <laughs> I was chasing a girl. <laughs> I was not in all the same exact places, but... Um, I don't know, I missed the wave. So I, I think I, I missed what made the movie special. So I didn't have the same connecting point or the nostalgia to kind of hold me over for the sequel. And having watched the first one so recently for the first time, I was like, wow, this movie is like very much a sequel. Kind of like with Maleficent. Like it's the most, it's probably even more of a sequel than what Maleficent oh, 2 was. It's, it's definitely more of a sequel than uh, yes. Maleficent 2 was. Yeah. This actually but features. Like, the central characters from the first movie, just <laughs> for starters. And, and, and you and you said something like you know very keen that like if you came for this like you know you're coming for these same characters and the thing is in their time it's been a span of ten years but they haven't grown at all. I think it was hard. I was trying to separate like my critic brain from just like my regular moviegoer brain, but because it's been so close to the viewing experience, it was really tough to turn off. So like, but then again, that's the entire point, right? Like, it's a simple story. It's kind of the exact same thing as before. Like the characters start and end in the exact same places they did in the first film. There's very little character growth, um, even within this entire time gap. And I mean, if you're looking for like a furthering of the world and the plot to kind of justify a sequel, 
this is not this movie. But if you're just looking for, like, I will tell you this: this is a fun movie. Like, there's laughs in it. Um, I will say Emma Stone didn't seem as invested. Definitely Abigail Breslin didn't seem as invested, but she really wasn't written that well to be invested. Um, mainly, the MVP in this film was Zoe Deutsch's Madison. She is such a cliche and such a time capsule of what we thought our humor was back in our college days, but it was kind of refreshing to see. Like, yo, seeing her like a nice blonde and like some tight pink velour and Uggs and seeing her do that, because this that's not Zoe Deutsch, um, was so cool. Like she she was a rock the star. The Uber bit film. was my favorite. It scene really, with really her. was. And and there's yeah. there's some clever things that are done <laughs> yeah, with the script, good. but I don't think that Ruben Fleischer cared much at all to really like he didn't seem like if I if I compare these two films and seeing the span of time that happened, it just didn't feel like there was any growth, and I find that I found that to be a bit frustrating. So I find I, all I kinds of growth. High. It's like we watch two different movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get to that real quick because I want to comment. I want to hear what Shama has to say first. Shama. Yeah, I have to say I did, really did enjoy this movie. As uh, Ryan said, I was laughing from the beginning till the end of the movie. I, I missed uh, the opening sequence and like the original. Like I was looking for something that strong because the opening sequence in the 2009 Zombieland was really strong. I loved the jokes in this movie. Uh, like I was really like laughing, like in a very hilarious way. Uh, I enjoyed the performance. I agree with what Colby said about the investment in Emma Stone's character, but they all got the screen time that they got before in the first one. I did enjoy Zoe Deutsch so much. I enjoyed the casting of Rosario Dawson and her character. I enjoyed like the whole scene at Elvis Presley's down, like the whole sequence and and what's going on and the White House. Yeah, it's they took their time doing this movie. Um, I still cannot say if I like the first one more or the second one more, but for me they are like almost equal. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think they're they're about equal for me as well. Um, I do think the first one is is, is a bit stronger. Um, there were, I feel like the, the rules were done a lot in this one. And there were some moments where I was like, oh, that's a really clever way to reuse that same rule. Um, like travel light. I love the rules love versus the commandments. That was cute. Yeah. That got a little long yes, for me, but, but, but yeah, a, a lot but, of the oh. jokes were a little long, but it's, it's all right. Yes. But I like, I do like that they did the callbacks to the original so mm-hmm. well for me that it didn't feel forced. It felt natural, yeah. right? Um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot, man. I was laughing a lot. I was laughing a lot more than I expected. Um, it's crazy how short this movie is. It's only mm-hmm. an hour and a half. It's same as the first one. Um, and it, 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 it feels the right length for me. I would have never guessed it was that short. Um yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the the new characters. Um, Zoe De- Deutsch was really was uh, a super, super likable in this movie. Um, all th- I think it, it it failed in a lot of those like where a lot of sequels fail, but also it just felt so fun. You know that like I forgave a lot of it. Um, 
like uh, like towards the end the way that things were resolved the way uh i don't want to spoil anything but the way is we came to that final moment of resolution just felt so like oh well that's awfully convenient um but i was okay with it i i do disagree with with colby i saw a lot of growth Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the characters the characters feel the same because remember this movie should have came out three seven years yeah, ago yeah, three years after the first <laughs> yeah it should have came out yeah, seven years ago but it didn't um, and so but like we still they still have to make those characters feel they can't feel like they're completely different characters it's ten years past they still have to feel those characters we remember from the other one but there is a lot of growth like Woody Harrelson's character he. he, he he, he back then he was struggling a lot with connecting and now he's still he's struggling able with to connecting. embrace Abigail no. Breslin as his no, no, daughter. No, no. He doesn't recognize that till the end of the film. Uh, from no, the very no, no. beginning, the you whole see, Christmas see, bit. He's from the very he's, beginning. No, yeah. He's definitely grown as a character. He's he's no longer a loner. He he recognizes the need for family. Now, granted, maybe he is kind of going overboard in the other direction now, but that's part of the charm of his character. And so he is an exaggerated version. Um, many of the parents that we that you know, the, many of our many of our own parents. And so he's an exaggerated version of that. These are all exaggerated characters uh, that truly exist in our real lives, uh, among our friends and among our family. And so, yeah, he there is measurable growth. And, I mean, primarily his character, uh, and I'd say second to him would be uh, Breslin's character, but we, we do have measurable growth. Not only the growth that we, that's been off-screen, but there is growth within uh, within the movie as they are trying to figure out their family. They are they are growing together, and uh, you know, you know their makeshift family is actually becoming much more solidified. Yeah, I tell you what, and and also as far as the growth, I feel like this relates. It bothered me originally when the girls left the boys again because I was like, yes. oh, this is so the first hmm. one. But, but I also have to say that, again, if this movie had come out in three years, if they weren't in a relationship for 10 years before he proposed, they'd only been in a relationship for a couple of years, if it, it's fitting to her character, from the character we know in the first yeah, one. But that because if, we're dealing if, with that 10 years, situation. It's, it's so sure, hard to buy. Sure, sure, there's there's so many I, things in this film that are very difficult to buy unless you are like a big fan of the first, and it relies too heavily on that. So I grant it, and I completely admit, because I did not hop on the train when I did, it I, the nostalgia is not going to play on to me. And this film is resting sure. on a lot of what you already came for with the first one, and that's absolutely fine. But if the first one never existed, and this was a standalone film... This is not a good movie. But it's not like, intended to be a standalone film. It's intended true. to be a companion. I, no, that, 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 that's true. No, it, that, yeah. that's absolutely true. But still, even when you look at it, like the plot itself is weak. Everybody is aimless. Like there's, there's, there's no the, the logic to this world doesn't make sense. And when the other elements around it are not as strong, now it just becomes glaring. All the logic. Right, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a zombie. Yeah, yeah. that's that's For great. Sure but sense. like it's. But. It's a zombie yeah. world. I, I think I think a lot of it is written in a in a convenience way. It's just like, well, we got to get from A to B. How do we get there? Oh, okay, well, let's just do force these characters to make these decisions that maybe don't make the most sense. But but when you accompany, yes, by itself, it's not a bad film. But it, yeah, it's a much weaker film 
but you do have you can't have it by itself you have to connect it it, it is ultimately a sequel and it suffers from a lot of things that sequels do but i think that it made the best out of a lot of those things that sequels struggle from yeah I, i'd have to disagree so. and i think the use of bill murray in this movie spoiler alert is way worse than the first time I liked the yeah, first time. Yeah, I like the first this, time. This second time was not and, good. And I, and, and yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was this really time. good. No, thank you. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, thought it was I, really I, well I loved it. It was it was really great. Yeah. I mean, say uh, what say yeah, what you will cool. about this weak plot, but you know what? It has a hell of a lot more of a plot than the schlock we are about to talk about. Hey, we're going to get into uh. that in a second. <laughs> So, Colby, you know what, man? You don't seem very enthusiastic about this film. I know, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be... Uh, it's going to be a 4 out of 5. A 5 out of 10. Oh. Yeah. Not a bad movie. Yeah, right. Not a good movie. It's out of 10. Always out of 10. You said a 5? 5 out of 10. All right. Shama. Uh, I'm a 7.5. I like it. Uh, Ryan. Oh, actually, Shama went a little higher than I would. Uh, I'm I'm at a solid seven. It was I like it, it. It's good. It's nice. good. I'm I'm also at a solid seven. Oh, you surprised me there. It's... I think I will go back to seven. <laughs> no, no, don't bow to what peer pressure. Seven. No, no, it's like three thoughts. No, seven okay. is better. No, 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 we need you to be a 7.5, so so that way we still wind up at like a 6.8 when the math is all done. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. 7 it is. He's allowed to change it in the moment. So, it ends up at a 6.5. Which is fair. Which I think is fair. I think it's a little lower than where it needs to be, but Colby's uh, ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone is entitled to their opinion, even if it is wrong. So, (laughs) moving on from Zombieland 2, we're going to move into our in-depth review. In-depth review of... uh, (laughs) The charming and the magical sound. Wow, thanks for that magical sound, Ryan. We're going to be discussing right now, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to give the, the audience lighthouse. the authentic experience of trying to decipher the bullshit that they were saying. How many times did Willem Dafoe fart? Oh, then we're going to get into it. Oh, my gosh, Willem Dafoe farting. Good. Next. How many farts? Oh, too many. I bet that'll be how somebody oh, rates this movie. It'll be All how right. many farts do we give this movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. You're horrible. Uh, so... The Lighthouse is a hypnotic and hallucinatory tale of two lighthouse keepers on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s. It is starring Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson, and Valeria Caraman. And really, you can't even count her. (laughs) Oh, no, we we have to count her. She's a very big part of this. Oh, yeah, there's something that's very big, all right. Yeah, it's directed by Robert 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 Eggers, Eggers. who directed, uh, well, whatever, The Witch, 
And that's it. And he wrote the movie with his yeah, brother. Yeah, he wrote it with his brother, yeah. Max Eggers. Yeah, he wrote it. They wrote something. Uh, wrote in the dark is what they did. Yeah. It is, uh, it's aspect ratio 4 by 3 It is a very visually stunning black and white. Uh, what's, uh, some, namely Raul, would say unnecessary and silly. Um... But it technically, Raul, what is, is that supposed to induce? Huh? Like, what choosing to shoot a film in that way? What is that to like? What is that supposed to induce? That's supposed to induce uh, appreciation for technology, well, because we've moved. We've I moved mean, forward I that. think it's we're supposed to it, you know being in a lighthouse is claustrophobic. So by putting it in a four three ratio that. That that instantly begins to you know uh, to uh, affect our experience in a way that that feeling of claustrophobia transcends the screen onto our minds because we feel trapped within this square, I, and just like you know they feel trapped on the island. So I I I like the grayscale and I, I the four or three was odd when it when it first came on, but then I realized oh this is actually a uh, I like this visual technique for communicating the tight spaces that the the two characters are having to share in this lighthouse. I like it. So you started this off well. This you started this off exactly the way I want to start this off. Okay. So we're gonna divide this this conversation up into two parts. Okay. First part, we are going to discuss visuals. Okay. We're not gonna talk about plot. Oh, we're that you can put on a post-it. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna talk about the visuals, all right? Everything everything going and and, and you can include performance in this, um, uh, visuals, cinematography, the grayscale, the four by three, the performances, uh, the effects. So all the good what, things. Everything that did all the what? Yeah, all the, the good, good things. things. Yeah, all the good things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I have to add something. You this well is four by three. Yes. This is 1.19 by 1. Oh, what? Which is a little bit tighter than the 4 by 3. Oh, is it? Yes. Well, that's silly. Because, that's, yeah, the 4 by 3 is 1.33 to 1. This is 1.19 to 1. Well, thanks for making it even better. <laughs> I really appreciate that. No, it's amazing. Yeah, sure. It's so so let's go ahead. We'll start, we'll, go ahead. Go ahead, Shama. You can start it off, man. Visuals and performance only. First of all, visually, it's really stunning. Like the 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 certain grade of the grayscale, the certain grade they chose for the black and white, the 1.19 to 1 aspect ratio, it made it spectacular. Like from my point of view, if I'm talking about the performance, what an outstanding and phenomenal, distinct performance from both of them. It's like two different schools of acting, you know, made their performance really outstanding. The linguistics, Willem Dafoe's way of pronouncing, the way of talking, the way of moving. Robert Pattinson, facial reactions, body reactions, like body language, his movement, his eyes, his looks, his hair, his mustache, everything he was doing was above and beyond. And the choice for everything, even the costumes, even the art design, anything visually was really stunning. Um, I have like 
like I'm in love in like three movies, like especially the mine. I mean, three scenes. The number one is the dancing scene, the dancing sequence. It's one of my my favorite or top three scenes of the year. Where they dance together? Yeah, when they were dancing together. Cool. Spoiler alert! I hate this scene. Oh my god! I actually, I, 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 I like this scene. The look in their eyes, the movement, their legs, the music, the colors, the flickering of the candles. Everything was really well placed in this scene and that sequence. Uh, if I'm talking about the 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 monologue in this in the scene after when they were when they were talking fighting about cooking and the lobster, it was phenomenal. The poetic uh, conversation, the screenplay—it's like I, I I don't know what to mention. It's everything. It, everything talk- combined made it a masterpiece for me. I forget we're talking primarily visuals and performance. Yeah, I'm talking about visuals, uh, including performance. All right, you mentioned screenplay a couple times. I'm sorry. Well, the the visuals would be okay. in the screenplay and are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's like part. Sure, but we're not moving to that portion yet. Colby, okay. I say about you, man, visually. I found this cinematic experience to be challenging. Um, a lot of the technical elements to this choice of filmmaking is a really big matter of taste, and it's not something that is like something subjectively that automatically hits me. As an actor, their performances is what's going to bring me in, right? And on screen, that's there. This world that's being built is very atmospheric. And I will say, not seeing this in Dolby, I still felt so much of what I saw. Um, When I asked you, like, what is the choice of using that aspect ratio and hearing that they use, like, 1918 lenses to film this and it's shot on film, there's that grain... This looks like it was shot 70 years ago. Um, so uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit crisp. But it's a little too crisp. It's way too crisp. I will say for me, I, I, I am, I'm sucked in. I think, I, think, I think the feel of it does, does yeah, feel and, and, and I'm, and I, and I, and I'm so. sucked And their performances that. definitely feel yeah. that way. But the visuals, I, I think, are way too crisp. Yeah, so like when I hear crisp, I don't, I, I, I don't really like... It, it doesn't ring a bell to me, right? All I know is that I liked what I saw on screen, like a lot, right? I, I, I liked that world. I felt like I could smell how shitty it smelled, that I can feel how gross it felt, how wet it felt. So I really do like that. Like I said, this this is very atmospheric, and the sound really helped. That was the, the guy design. sitting next to you at the movie theater who had that uh, that mac and cheeseburger bowl with bacon. Yeah, let me tell you something. The snack options that are now available at some of our local movie theaters, I feel like you have to, like, not every type of, um, like, what you eat should be available, like, based on the movie. Like, if I had somebody eating a bowl of macaroni and cheese and bacon at the lighthouse, I'd smack them. Like, no, you need something that's a little bit more refined. I I feel like, like, sir, what movie are you watching? We will let you know what snack items are available to watch. That's nonsense. (laughs) Ryan. (laughs) <laughs> Visual. Oh, I, 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 I don't have any significant differences with um, anything that was said visually. It, it was beautiful to look at. It's, uh, it's luscious. 
Uh, it's brilliantly edited. Uh, performance are mind-blowingly fantastic. I mean, it's like you know, that's not really what's up for debate, so to speak. I mean, there, you can't, you know, objectively, those things are you know uh, off the scale. I mean, they're, they're they are excellent. I mean, it is a commitment to visual storytelling that uh, we seldom get to see. And uh, it, uh, it took what he did in The Witch and it even it went even further. And so it is, uh, you know, it's a great, uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic exercise of film as a visual medium. Unfortunately, it just comes off as uh, masturbatory and just uh, ego serving what can I do to impress people with how I can craft something visually without paying attention to the substance of what I'm trying to communicate. Like Keep that. in mind, this is a That's take from a film professor. And I will say when I was watching this movie, I'm like, this kid was probably like the teacher's pet at like his film school. Not in my class. 100%, yeah. <laughs> but I mean like just like if there was a cinematography class, right, I would say that like he really goes for it. Because I remember there was a class that I took when I was at the Roy H. Park School in Ithaca College, right? World renowned. I, feel, I, I flunked out of there, right? And I had to shoot on a Bolex camera. And I was like, there's this one kid in my class who was trying to do all of like this real kind of, you know, this, this auteur, you know, visual shit. And I feel like this is exactly what I saw in this movie. So like, I, I, I have an appreciation for that. I just need something else to go with it. And I was missing that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, this is very much that kid that in high, like early high school, when he has a freshman, like all the other kids in their little films classes, they're like, oh, everybody go around and see your favorite movie. Oh, well, my favorite movie is Transformers. Oh, well, my favorite movie is Avengers. Oh, my, my favorite movie is Citizen Kane. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, even further. Well, my favorite movie is uh, Clockwork Orange. That is, that is, that is probably, uh, that is a great <laughs> analogy. Because it is, it is, it, it's, it, it's an auteur's wet dream. I mean, it re- it, 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 it really is. And I, I love how you said it, it considering it's funny, considering how much <laughs> masturbation there is in this movie. It is a very it masturbatory <laughs> uh, exercise in art. Right? Stoke it, it my ego. Film, Let's it, stoke it, it, my it, ego, please. Yes. Like, look at me. Yes. It's very look much at a filmmaker. Look, look at what I've been yes. able to do because it is far superior to anything else that you are going to watch. It's 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 incredibly pretentious and pious, and we can just keep yes. you know, just uh, lavishly attributing those uh, attributes to it. Uh, but it is beautiful. I will say, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. It's it, it, it going into this like I I don't like the I'm gonna keep saying four by three because I don't give a shit. You call it square um, and square. Yeah, whatever. I don't I don't like it. Um, I think it's I don't like it. I think it's unnecessary. Um, I it did for me. It did not accomplish. What, I see what Ryan is saying. I'm making it a little more claustrophobic. It didn't accomplish that for me. Um, I see how the visuals can you draw you in. Um, I. The grayscale, I was very, very on the fence after seeing it. And and it's funny because today I went in and watched some of the latter half again. 
um, just to just to see it again, just to give it another chance. Um, and the grayscale worked more for me than I expected it to. I have a very hard time, like I'm just, I have a very hard time moving backwards. What I, in my mind is moving backwards in, in time, right? Moving backwards in technology. Like grayscale was a thing we did out of necessity. It wasn't a choice. It was Unless like, you're Hitchcock and you option. choose to shoot Psycho in grayscale and it works. Sure, but I feel like that was close enough to that time where we did that transition that it's fine. But like we're so far in the future, right? That like going backwards like that just feels like such a choice. That such a well, I think choice, it would have worked, right? It's and it's not. It's not like the. It's not like the movie The Artist. That like it, it. It is part of the story we're telling. It is part of the narrative. There is a reason for this to be in grayscale. That that contributes to the narrative. This does not contribute to the narrative for me. It contributes to the feel. The feel that he wants to put out there, which is keep us uneasy. And, and everything he does visually does that, right? From the performances, which are great, but they keep you uneasy the entire time, to the, the rapid editing, which, again, for me, is just like, it, it was a mind fuck. Do we through. know if this was um, shot on, uh, you know, black and white stock, or was it shot in good. color and then just desaturated, not to oversimplify it? But just uh, it was shot in color, but then you just then you just suck out all the saturation. Do we know uh, what the approach was? I mean, I don't. So I, I'm genu- I'm asking. Uh, yeah, I I I read uh, like a month ago that it was shot on thirty five. Well, was it color or and, black uh, and white? That that's my question. In color, and they took off the saturation uh, and all the scenes, the indoor scenes, the outdoor scenes were shot in black and white. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Oh. That's that is odd. Choice. Why not just go with one shoot or the, the entire other. thing? Huh. There was something. You know what's funny? There is something, and I said this to Shama watching. There is something about the indoor scenes that look mm-hmm. different, uh, 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 yeah. color wise, like like grayscale wise. Um, anyway, it, the the the, the, uh, the way everything was put together is to keep you so uneasy, and and a lot of it I think visually just yeah. worked really really well. Uh, and and it, it accomplished what it was trying to accomplish, but man, that editing for me personally was so hard to get. I, I think the editing is like, the strongest can, part of the movie. I had to be honest with you. I think the film was impeccably edited. I think. I, yeah, I, just, I have to. But I love the editing yeah, in this movie. I, I also the like editing. the editing in the movie. I know you and I agree on a lot uh, on this movie, but that's I, probably one well, point here's, that we'll disagree Here's, here's my issue. Well editing has to do with editing contributes a lot to storytelling. Hey, guys, we're about to get into spoilers. Uh, Robert Pattinson ma- masturbates, all right? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Ah, uh, he uh, does that every so night. He, he's in a, we're he's, talking about the psychosexual listen, trauma. He's in a... So no, 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 no. It, it has, it's it has about, to be it's like about more, no, 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 no. The editing is about more than that. So we're looking at him. He's looking at a little statuette of a mermaid. He's masturbating to it. And we're cut. We're cutting a, a shot upward looking at him masturbating, looking perturbed, ashamed, uh, titillated. It, it's a, um, Oh, those are normal maybe, masturbation maybe, maybe. feelings. Believe me, I have to do it every night. And then, <laughs> and then it cuts, it cuts to the statuette. Then it cuts to a real giant ass vagina. <laughs> then it cuts to, 
Then it cuts to him staring at the mermaid. Then it cuts to him masturbating. Then it cuts to the statuette. Then it cuts to him masturbating. Then it cuts to the mermaid. Then it cuts to him masturbating. Then it cuts to him looking down a cliff and pulling up a rope. Then it cuts to him <laughs> masturbating. Then and it's just like it just keeps going. And then you realize Bro, you make it sounds so that, rough. And that, it, it, so is, it is it is so rough. It is so rough. And then no 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 no. It is so rough. Raul forgot to use lube. That's why it was so rough. It is so rough. Shama's in love with every and I get that you guys like the edit, but like for this scene is so rough. And the the part of pulling the the rope up the cliff has nothing to do with the masturbation. But yet it is Maybe he was pulling out the feeling. All these feelings are connected together. They're not. They're not. You, are con- you are connecting them together. So we are going to go ahead. Right now, this will be the point where we transition into the other part we're going to discuss, which is the plot and lack thereof <laughs> and story. So, <laughs> Colby, I want to hear from you, man. Did, did this plot... Did this and remember story, definition of plot. What does a plot require? Did it did it do it for you? Is there a clear beginning, middle, and end with characters seeking and achieving goals in this film? No. Then there's no plot. There, by definition, objectively, by definition, there is no plot. Yes. By definition. By definition. By definition, objectively, there's no plot. There's no plot. I equate. Yes, I agree yeah, with this. I equate this film to like. A, a one man not a one man show but like if I was going to a theater and experience like a one man show that is told from a viewpoint of one character it is not dependent upon other elements of a story to play with him we're, we're like we're, we're really like we're on that journey right not knowing this is a one man show by the way it's a Robert Eggers <laughs> so I, I, I will say this there's a lot of ambiguity with this film in regards to one, it's genre to like what I what you know, when we talked about the Joker, right? We were talking about the, like the, the unreliable narrator. We have two of them in this film and that three. Puts you you in that's, that's true. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's very similar to like what Todd Phillips did with Joker and Joaquin's performance. The thing is, is that there are things that are purposely done to fuck with you in this film and it just doesn't win me over like how it did in Joker. Um, Joker, I can Joker appre- had a plot. They don't, correct. Joker, <laughs> had, Joker had a goal. He had a need. He had motivation. He had opposition yeah. to his goal. He was he had well, to make so decisions to try to achieve something. It, I, I found more satisfaction in fleshing out what people's takeaways were in other, like, articles and podcasts and, and stuff like that and that should have been something that Eggers should have gave me in the movie um, it's definitely a choice <laughs> it's a it's it's a choice I don't want to say it's a bad choice it's, oh, it's, it's just a bad choice. it's a choice because I I, oh, I also choice. recognize that there's a lot of people that like the, the critical acclaim for this film is crazy high and I can't ignore that no guys we have to be reasonable if and if we are going by definition, yes, this movie lacks the true defin- the plot lacks the true definition of a plot because it does not fulfill what we know about. No, the no, plot. no, no, it no, doesn't. You're saying, it in a, you're saying it in a way that makes it seem like it still has a plot. It has, it has no, no plot. plot. 
It there, has no good. Plot. We can agree. Okay. We can move on. It, it has, has no plot. plot. If we're doing the definition, it has no plot. No, no, no. If we, story it has no plot. Stop saying if we I, are doing a definition. Okay. If we're always doing a definition. It has no plot. Yes. Okay. It has no plot. But if we're talking about storytelling, why it lacks the plot? Because it lacks the narration. It lacks the narrative. But we are still like emotionally driven. There's like no narrative, that, though. It's the, the, the poetic, emotionally driven it's narrative. It's not a narrative, though. It's not a narrative. It's not. It doesn't. It is just a. It is just. It's an experience. Watching it's, it's, a no, sequen- it's a sequence poem. Of There's unfold. a difference. You know, it's yes. This this a, this exactly. film is very. This film is but very. Got the narrative yes. from the poem. A poem is not a narrative. I'm not saying that it can we be. Need, yeah, to the yeah. point we need in this in this story. Like if we, we we when we are watching, even it, it looks as if we started in the middle of something, but it gave us what we needed to know. Like it showed us the struggle, it showed us like the male superiority, the the psychosexual drama that they are trying to imply. We understood all these points without having a beginning, middle, and end. But then my question, Shama, is why. Yes, I can see this. I can see the conflict on screen, and it is uh, it's you know the conflict is depicted you know very effectively because it uh, it affects me as a viewer. I get the I get the uh, I get the emotions, but without a goal, there there is no way to answer the question why. And it's so very important that we know. That we can answer that question: Why? Why a character makes this I don't decision? Think I need the why, or I need the reason. It's like I'm observing a whole uh, sensational uh, struggle. I'm like, in the, I was thrown in the middle of the struggle, and then I'm I'm seeing what's going on. To what end? And how, how it's to taken what end? Him. I mean, these are. I think these are valid the questions ended. to ask. To what end? It took me to how the movie ended. I can see that he can he can add a start, he can add the beginning, and he can emphasize on on a twist, and he can make a distinct ending. But I think the way he wanted to to, to say the story in this way is acceptable. It's... I appreciated what he did. I I didn't feel that I'm missing anything. I was missing a story. I was missing a plot. I was missing a narrative. But she got what he meant. He got everything. Sure, but that's, I'm te- a, that's, that's my point. That's what we're trying to say. That's bad yeah. storytelling. I, 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 that's the thing. I, I can't say it's bad storytelling. No, it's it just, is. It is bad. It's not bad. It is bad storytelling. It's an experimental film. It took me and to there's the nothing yes, wrong is, with an experimental film, but you don't watch experimental movies uh, for... You know, uh, further plot. It's just experimental, and and that's what it is. There, there is no real story here. You know, there, 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 there just isn't. It is. Uh, it's, it's, it's just images. It. I, I equate it to a painting or a sculpture in a museum. When you go into yes. when you go into the museum and you look at the painting or this or a painting no, or this. No, it's not. It's not obsolete in this no. way. I felt a story. What is the story? story. What is the story? It's. It's it's, a, it's the that's story. not a story. It's like, but that's not a story. It's not a story. I want to know what is the story. So, so Shabit, you, te- you tell desire. me, 
what this movie is about in three statements or less. What is the movie about? It's about power, struggle, and desire. It's not a story. That's not a story. I, I, in in the traditional sense, yes. In it's any not, sense. Hey, no, in it's any not a sense. story. We keep throwing no, words no. out there like the traditional way or technically. No, no. It's just not a story. It's just not a narrative. Well, you look at this, right? So you have... It's not a narrative. It's like artwork. It's you go in, you view it, and you interpret it however you want. And that's fine. But you're telling, me, you're, you're telling me it's storytelling without a story. So how is no, it storytelling? We, story. we don't have a narrative story. We have a so what? Story. Okay, I, I will. I will give you the the best the, the best story I can come up with. Ephraim, played by Robert. Pattinson. That was his name. His name. Yeah, I thought his, his name, name was. Uh, yeah. No, his name was Wiki, and then his name was Lad, and then his name no, was uh, Winifred, exactly. Wilfred, we something with a W. Of respecting, of respecting him, and we started to see the desire and uh, and the lust in him. So, so this is the thing. It, it, this story is about Ephraim who joins Thomas on a on an island with a lighthouse and obviously a lighthouse is tasked to maintain the lighthouse so boats can be able to pass through without hitting the shore right they're chartered to Wish work Eggers this post had a post. lighthouse so his writing get lost at sea <laughs> they're chartered to work this post for 4 to 6 weeks right what we are witnessing is the relationship between these two men until their post is over with However, when a storm takes place and their, you know, their charter to pick them up doesn't happen, their time away from an outside world and just each other with diminishing resources spirals them into madness. Yeah. That itself is a story. Now, I will say those elements that we're looking for to say, okay, well, how does Ephraim grow if you really – you try really, really hard. But like that's the thing. I, the amount of work that I have to try – that's the part that took me out of it, right? All of the aesthetic, I love. I, like, literally, the film, I was completely invested, like, honestly, all the way up until he falls from the lighthouse. I'm like, okay, what's happening next? And and uh, um, e- even that brutal scene where he takes a seagull and beats the fuck out of it. Like, he... Yeah, it was so good. So what, 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 what you're really resting on is, like, this is a film that's mainly showcasing the performance, and there is so much metaphors in like a lot of these different scenes that you can spend so much time trying to understand the allegory that's at work as opposed to the very like the straightforward the straightforward storytelling elements and for you guys it, it didn't work for raul and, and for ryan and honestly it didn't work for me but i can appreciate that this was trying to do something different this very much is an experiment and i can appreciate some of those films but this is not a viewing experience for everybody yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's for the pretentious um, I, 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 can, I, can, I, can, I can see that. I, I will say, to after watching this, the level of hype that, like, I almost felt like, yo, am I broken that I didn't get it? I, 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 watch, I watch a lot of movies. I, I do, and I have a really big palette. And for me to have missed it, I thought, like, like I, thought, I thought I did something wrong. <laughs> and no, I'm, like, feeling that I, way. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't think that way at all. I, I, think, I think, you know, all of us here have, uh, uh, have a refined taste. It does vary from person to person, but it, it's certainly not general audience. And so, you know, here we have four intelligent people 
uh, who uh, are not only you know passionate about it, but but study it, you know, analyze it, you know, uh, you know, have have fun with like the B movies. Also, like it's a comprehensive approach to the medium, mm-hmm. and and so yeah, and we have that. different uh, you know different opinions. So I I don't think I think that's the danger with a film like this, and and I'm glad you uh, brought that up. Uh, because this could be one of those films where, if, uh, uh, where if you don't like it, somehow you're less of a critic. Somehow you're less of a cinephile. Yeah. Somehow you're less of because you don't get it. It's like, oh, obviously this is this is uh, this is above your pay grade. Oh. And and I think there's a danger in films like this where that could definitely happen. And it's uh i mean it's just it, it is what it is but i i think you know it's only been out for for a week or whatever you know to uh to the masses so we still you know have to wait to see if that's the case but it'll be interesting to see if this is one of those where it's gonna or it's it's used as a kind of dividing the the sheep from the goats if you will not to uh not to pull on a biblical metaphor <laughs> but i i think it, i think it works here and uh and so i i, I can see it uh as that um, but it's, I, I think a, a, a film should, a film should tell a story and, and there's other experimental yeah. films. I okay. look at Requiem for a Dream. Uh, uh, Requiem for a Dream cl- has a story. Yeah. Clockwork Orange has a story. And I mean, and yeah. there, so there are films which are experimental, which have stories uh, the, the witch. I'm not a big fan of the witch, but the witch had a story. The favorite. Yeah. It was my number one film of last year, and you could also characterize it as having very similar attributes to this movie. <laughs> However, the favorite had a brilliant story. It, it had yeah. a clear yeah. sure, plot. Sure, yes, everything was brilliant about it. the favorite. Let me, let me, let, 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 let me, like, here's the thing: is Colby, you go into films, and you stated this many times, like your number one thing is performances as an actor. Like you're going in, that's the main thing that grips you. Me, as a writer, and Ryan is a writer. The first thing we look for is that yeah. is that story and the it's characters. That, like, that screenwriting, the plot, and characters. Yeah, yeah, but that has to do with the plot. So like, so what's so the like, first thing that I look for? I have I no idea. I'm not, I'm not you, sure. You are a complete enigma. You are a complete <laughs> enigma to me because you walk into these movies, and I feel like for you, it's hype. So like I think one of the no, main I, things, one of the main things, I think one of the main things is like is like all these critics, all the all these critics, all these critics were just like just <laughs> nutting all over these fucking movie and just doing their thing. It's just like this is incredible. Oh my god! And it's all these potential and like and like Sean was just like, oh, I'm gonna love this. And he walked in and he loved it because he knew he would. He accepted he would. And I don't know what else you looked for in this movie because it feels to me, and like this is totally different kind of movie, and this other movie is better, and I don't like it. Uh, Interstellar, like Interstellar for me, the end of Interstellar is is a, like I have talked to many people who love Interstellar. Yeah. I the, the week the, yeah the week like the weeks following Interstellar. I had so many friends that didn't understand why. Well, I, I was right it. there with you cause I, said, because I because I, because I'm the, one of those who also did not. I love many things about it. Yes, but I did. But for love me, it. yes, I love many things about it. I love many things about it. But like that movie, the plot mm-hmm. lost me. Right? Because it got like, lost I, in like space. I can't see what the, I can't I can't I can't see what this movie is about. But everybody was just like, "How do you not see what this movie is about?" But guess what? I asked about seven people what they thought Interstellar was about. 
and they all gave me a different answer. Whether it was it's about gravity, is, is it's that about a bad thing? the strength. It's about the strength theory. It's about yeah, it's a bad it, thing. It's a bad it thing, is when, a bad it, thing when it's uh, when it's when when you're talking about the plot itself. It's not a bad thing that you can have take come away with different experiences, different interpretations of the emotions of the imagery. Those are all really good things. Yeah. But when nobody seems to be able to nail down the plot, nobody's able to to nail down. This is our central character or characters. This is our external goal. This is our character of opposition to the goal, which could be a person or uh, an entity, which is often manifested in a uh, in a person. In Jaws, uh, the uh, character of opposition is the folly of man, but it's manifested in the character of the mayor, so you can certainly go that route, but there's still a character of opposition. And then you look at your central character the char- in, the, in, in the external goal, and there is a need to achieve that goal, and uh, that 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 internal need becomes the motivation, and so and so if you right. if you can't tell me what that is, then there's a problem. Yeah, it, and so the, problem, the yeah. other and, things, the the indirect results, the indirect interpretations, those are that's all great stuff, and great films have that. But you you yeah. still should be able to identify the plot. Like the plot, not not not. And, a, and, oh, this and, is a and, plot. It's like no, there there is the main plot. You know, there are you know like B and C stories oftentimes, but there is definitely a main plot. You should be able to define what that main plot is. And the other thing for me is that I should because I can identify the plot, I can identify like I can answer the question which I struggle so much in answering in this movie, and it's why did this movie need to be made. I, I, I don't I don't, I don't why like that this question. movie has to I exist. honestly don't like that question because we could apply that to so many films. I, I don't it's it's not that simple. While 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 the plot does not work for me, there's too much to appreciate in this film to see no, no, why no. it should be. The plot doesn't work for anybody. It's not, it's not there. No, it's no that that, that okay. We that, agreed earlier. We already agreed no, no, there's we, no plot. No, no, that's what I'm saying. We don't that's correct. There's there's no plot, but the question of why does this film need to be made, there, there's still an exploration because if somebody creates a poem which, by your own words, doesn't necessarily have to have a plot, like a beginning, middle, and end. It's there for a reason. This can be an expression. This can be a director's, you know, um, artistic and outward way to detail his own struggles in, you know, in, uh, in, 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 in identifying who he is or a battle of sexuality or like, you know, or a battle of, I've heard people, you know, talk about this um, in a very kind of like religious context in regards to battling your demons and seeking light. Obviously, this, like, I remember reading um, uh, Homer's Odyssey in high school, and th- this film even, even says at the end of the movie, this is taken from accounts from real life sailors and from Herman Melville, who you know who wrote he wrote Moby Dick, right? Yes. Yeah, you know, and and you can see the influences that um, you can even think, see about uh, Icarus, and uh, and um, uh, you could so you can see a lot of that. Um, so I I, re- I refuse. Um, I, I, I mean, that's I, I refuse all. It's that, all great stuff, that. but why not? connect it all in a plot you have all these great things you have, yeah. this is great stuff look mm-hmm. there's so many oh, wonderful they easily, they why easily not could have been, connect it all yeah honestly the, the easiest way to kind of fix this whole thing is that hey i got in this boat and my wife is expecting a baby and i need to get back to her and you're in my way that that that, that right there some, but it's not there but something as simple Correct. as that yeah. Would, and it is would so simple. It's helped. like why not? Why not just have that? But then you you also discover like if you if you if you look at the movie a little bit more, you find out that this guy actually isn't who he says he is. Because remember, 
there's a point in the film where you have Tom call Ephraim Thomas. He actually is like he's he's assuming the identity of somebody else. Um, it's kind of hard to know what's fantasy and what's real. Is there an actual you know octopus monster? Like it's and 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 none of it is explained because there's no plot. So it's all it's all just kind of floating out there, and it's all just like, oh, this would be cool to do. This would be, you know, who does that? Children do this. <laughs> like children just put a bunch of shit. You know what? A thirteen, the thirteen year olds that came up with Superman, that's what they did. They said, what are the coolest powers out there? Let's put it inside this guy, and he has no weaknesses. And now an adult had to come in and figure out how to make a story out of this and how to make them weak, because you have to have have to make them weak to be able to make it a plot and interesting right and so children come up with just a bunch of shit they think is cool and squeeze it all together and it is awesome cool ball of awesomeness and like it just it just doesn't work when you're a grown person like like and 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 we're discussing all these plots and like and we can go all night talking about this because like there's so much shit that is just like like what like what what the hell is up with like him uh, 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 Willem Dafoe coming down as he's trying to get on the boat and destroying the boat and then telling him he destroyed the boat. There's no explanation. Yep. So what I, mean, I think they're the going boat, for, the boat is a they're going for Shutter life. Island. They're po- I should say they are possibly but going so for Shutter Island, done. but Shutter Island works because it is all set up. Without a plot, you have yeah. nothing to yeah. set up because there's no end game. Correct. You can't foreshadow an ending that doesn't exist. I mean, you, you have to be able to set it up. You have to have direction and focus. And uh, despite this being directorial masturbation, there is no direction for there is no direction. I- I- any of it. The cinematographer so, got direction. The editor got direction. Uh, you know, the actors, you know, did get direction. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh as a writer, he had no direction. No direction. So again, I, I feel like we could we could argue this and keep talking about this like for a lot 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 longer. But what uh, we we but you know what is going to have a great so plot? Knives Out, baby. That's going to have a great <laughs> plot. I sure, I sure hope so, man. I really really do that coming up. All right, guys. So we're gonna go ahead. You know, I feel like. I feel like Ryan, Colby, myself, we, with with Shama being sick and his voice being out and not being there present, we did kind of steamroll over him. Um, so we're going to, I think we got our final thoughts in plenty. We discussed it plenty. We argued it plenty. Um, so we're going to go ahead and let Shama give his final piece about the lighthouse. Shama, go ahead, man. As I said in the beginning, like this movie for me is different. I went to watch this movie blind. I saw the trailer once. I don't even remember it. But I was like excited because it's a black and white movie. So I didn't know anything about the plot or the story. I didn't read a single review from the early screening. So I just went blind. (laughs) And I have to say, I will be thinking and talking about The Lighthouse for a very long time. I still believe it's a phenomenal and creative take on a very important subject. If we agree or disagree that there's plot or there's no plot, if it's poetic or narrative, I, <laughs> we did agree. Yeah, we did agree. I, I mean, if we if we agree about the storytelling, the dancing scene in this movie will be one of my top three scenes of the year. The, um, I did enjoy every single minute of this movie. The editing, the the cinematography, filmography, the coloring, the the dialogue, the the monologues, everything, performance. Uh, 
So I did enjoy the movie, and uh, I cannot wait to see it again. Yeah, I'll never see it again. <laughs> I, I, it, we, we I, agreed. You know, Shama got the final word, so we gotta abide by that. Okay, we, we got we gotta abide by that. <laughs> Shama, go ahead and rate this movie, man. You'll be first. 9.5. <laughs> that is wild to me. Oh, my God. That hurts me deeply. All right, Ryan. I'm going to pull Kalen. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're going to give The Lighthouse a lower score. <laughs> yes. A lower score than Zombieland Double Yes. Tap. Because Zombieland Double Tap had right. great characters and great plot, and it yes, and a plot. And it, it just had a plot. It just it had an existence. Existence. Plot. It existed. Ryan, do you think this movie would be nominated in any? Oh, of course it will because it's it's because it's pretentious. Oh, yeah. Of course it's gonna get. Of course it's gonna yeah, get nominated. The, the Academy, what do you the, think? What do you think it would be nominated in? What category? Uh, well, there's like twenty not, categories. Not, I can't go through all of them, but I I could see. Uh, uh, the top five. I, uh, I can see yeah, performances. I, um, yeah, I can see the performances. I or don't actors. think the writing. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think the screenplay is going to get nominated. I do see the other ones no. as being nominated, and you know, and you know, and I can't begrudge that. Oh, picture I could, but I, I can't begrudge performances. Uh, and because the director's job is to work with the actors, and so yes, the, you know the the whole film is the director's vision, but primarily the director's job is to work with the actors. And so if we go by that definition, well then yes, I think a, a nomination uh, is is earned because he did work it, he worked with the actors, but certainly the performances, uh, maybe uh, maybe director. It's probably going to get picture that I disagree with. Uh, so I think we're we're definitely going to see it again. But you know what? Last year, we we also said, Won't You Be My Neighbor was going to get nominated, was a shoe-in, didn't even show up at the Oscars. So I think just because we... But you still believe that the movie that lacks a plot can be nominated for no, no, the I, no, 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 no. We believe, we that, believe that, it that it might be. be. I don't, believe, I don't it believe it should be. If you're asking me what I would nominate There's it for... There's a big difference. I... I've I need to wait until I get to the end of the year before I make a call like that. But it wouldn't surprise me if I were Definitely. to say the uh, it's two leads. We don't have lead and supporting, so I guess it can't win the big five because they're both of these are lead performances. No, but when they are a twenty four submitted for your consideration, and they put Robert Pattinson as as lead. And Willem Dafoe is support. Well, whatever. They're just doing that to, to better their chances. And and I can't... I mean, a yeah. lot of films do that. That's not new. But, I mean, I, I could see... Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I could see the acting. Uh, that is... Uh, it's strong suit are acting and visuals. I could see cinematography. I could see editing. Uh, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a lot of categories uh, it should get nominated in. And so... I can see. I can sound see design, the sound. Yeah. Sound editing. I mean, there's sound a lot of lot yeah, of great stuff there, but uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, but it, it it's a five for me because it has zero plot, and that's a big part of a film for me. With all what you mentioned, it still deserves yes, a five because mm. you should. Great films start with great screenplays, and this is not mm -hmm. a great screenplay. This is a terrible screenplay. It is. Yeah. No.
And I have to, I have to, I have to, by the way, I have to correct you, Ryan, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the director's primary job is not to work with the actors. That's, that is a good portion of what they do. But their primary job is to uh, take helm in bringing this visual story to life. And, and they work a lot more, I'd say they work a lot more, in, a great director works a lot more in the editing room than the amount of time they spend working okay. with an actor. Fair enough, I stand uh, corrected. And it's composing that visual story. Um, Colby, what'd you rate it, man? I'm at a 7 out of 10. 7, okay. And I am... I'm with Ryan. I'm at a 5 out of 10. I can't... I, 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 like, I have a hard time giving it a 5. I think a 5 is high for me. But, it, like, as far as this movie is concerned. But, like, if... I have to try to consider... I think the performances are solid. I think the, the visuals are solid. I don't like the editing... But I'm not going to knock it lower than a five for that. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm, at, I'm I feel wrong giving it lower than a five, but it also hurts me to give it a five. But I think that's just personal. I just I, I personally just want to give it lower. Um, so I'm at a five. <laughs> All right. So cumulatively, we're at a six point six. Okay. Which I think is this generous? I guess fair. I get, I, it's generous. I think it's generous. <laughs> oh man! Listen, I love all you guys. I really do. And when we, you know, it's it's tough because when we when we decided to make this to to, to do this M Report Pod, we were like, hey, this these uh, <laughs> violent means uh, violent violent ends. This is uh, we knew we knew there were gonna be moments where we we're gonna be pissed off at each other. I, I love you guys. You know when we when we started this this uh, this pod, we knew that there were gonna be moments where we were gonna get into it, and we were gonna have fun. But uh, it, it there's truth to to the quote: "Violent me these ah these violent delights have violent ends," and, and, and this is just one of those that we're ending on a violent note where. Uh, some of us uh, uh, got into it, but I, I just hope that at the end of the day, that everything we do here, we st- we st- there's still love at the end of it, and I hope that at the end of the day, you guys are enjoying it, listening to it. So as always, I want to thank Professor Hoare for joining us. Uh, it was great having you. It was great having this conversation. It was great to be able to involve you, because I just... I, I, I saw what you were posting about it, and I was like, "Oh, we need to have this. We need to get Professor Horror up in here uh, uh, discussing this as as the uh, the professor of film that you are and screenwriting." Oh. No, so thank thanks for joining you. I'm, us, uh, I'm very flattered. It's uh, very kind words, and uh, it's always a delight to be here. Uh, your listeners can follow me on Twitter at rlterry1. They can also excuse me. Uh, let me start all over. Uh, your listeners can follow me on Twitter at RLTerry1. They can also follow my blog at RLTerryRealView.com. That's real with two E's. Uh, if you happen to be in the uh, Central Florida area this upcoming weekend, which is uh, uh, October 31st to November 3rd, the, uh, having um, Spooky Empire, big horror convention, is here in Tampa 
for those days, uh, you can meet Bruce Campbell, Elvira. You can also meet yours truly. I'm going to be uh, heading up a panel along with the podcast Something Ghoulish entitled Why Horror. And our panel is on Saturday, November 2nd at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Room 9. So if you're in the Tampa Bay area or you uh, live in the Central Florida area, you know, come on down to Spooky Empire and uh, join in on the panel. would uh, love to meet you, and we're going to have a great discussion on horror looked at through a sociological lens. Oh, I like it. And and for those that are not going to be in the area, not local, are you guys going to be recording it or anything like um, that when you get out there? I, I'm not sure. That is a really that's a really good idea. We just don't know what our setup is uh, in terms of all the ah. uh, the PA or media equipment that's going to be there. I tell you what, I listen to a lot of live podcasts, and even the upper echelon ones when they do live shows, often the audio is rough. But you know what? I still listen to it. So, but I like it. Yeah, guys, that's where you can catch RL Terry. And again, uh, I know that you guys love having him on, so let him know. Hit him up on the Twitters and uh, and just be like, hey, we love what you had to say, and you need to keep coming back to M Report. And, uh, and, and just uh, anytime we call you, just drop everything to That's just come on the show. That's pretty much what I did this <laughs> evening, considering I've been recording <laughs> since 6.30, and it is now Yeah, boy. <laughs> Well, guys, as always, as always, it's great, great, great spending time with y'all. Please, please, please consider hitting us up on the socials at Pod on Insta and Twitter. Go ahead and like, subscribe, comment, share, leave us a review. We really want to get better, be better, and it helps us climb up the charts and make it easier for folks to find us. Hey, go ahead and be a part of the show. And if you have a report, send it on over. Let us know so that we can talk about it, discuss it, and possibly just yell at each other about it. So, from <laughs> Ryan... Colby, Shama, and myself. And happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Peace.